See this? This is my boomstick! got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit. And Jack left town. Once again, Mr. President. I have made the United Provinces of America the greatest power in the known universe. Should I do it or shouldn't I? I don't know. Yeah? I'm not gonna. I'd be schmuck to do it. <laughs> I did it! I know schmuck! I don't know, Paul. I don't know. <laughs> so, <laughs> boy. If you all thought I was creamy over that uh, Tales from the Hood, brother, you ain't seen nothing yet. Hell no. Okay, anyway, I wonder who we are. I'm Mao, and we have... Dr. Morbius. Dr. Morbius, hailing from parts unknown. From parts unknown. A.K.A. Miami. (laughs) (laughs) Home of the first zombie attack. (laughs) Parts unknown. Parts unknown. <laughs> yes, I'm going to dial this down because I think we're going loud. Okay. Anyway, yeah, that's a little better. So basically, all right, so anyway, this is Slow Robot A Go-Go, show number 29. 29. And we are clipping them out, I'll tell you that much. We're, Almost 30. Yeah, soon. So, you can also, of course, you're listening to Slow Robot A Go-Go, and you can find us online at slowrobotagogo.wordpress.com, or of course, like us on iTunes or follow us and you know, subscribe to us. That way you'll get them every time we do an upload. Hell yeah. Yes. You can also hear me um, just basically weekly on uh, bunchofdorks.com, which is the... Actually, it, it started out that that one was the long show and this one was the shorter one, but that's almost flip-flopped. Um, <laughs> some of the on-air talent from the, the Bunch of Dorks has gotten major life changes, so... You know, that's getting shorter, and this one is getting longer. So anyway, make sure you send us your email at z-e-n-b-o-n-e at hotmail.com. So what other online concerns do you have, Dr. Morbius? Uh, My concern is Two Dimension Podcast, the podcast with no direction where we review comics and talk dirty. Nice. All right. So... We had an email earlier this week saying, hey, you guys should give a rating. Uh, and that was from Tim837. I don't know what those numbers are, I, you know, but whatever. Well, Tim, what we're going to do is we, we talked about it, and you are correct. We should start doing an actual formal rating. Uh, you know, we were kind of started out, we were really like kind of freewheeling and who cares and just talking stupid. And then, and then like, I guess lis- listeners are like, well, you know what, what is it good or isn't it? Because sometimes the sarcasm doesn't quite yeah, come the, through. Yeah, you know? the irony is yes. too thick. <laughs> so I guess uh, what do you think? Was it one to ten? One to ten. One to ten. And we'll do that in point five increments. So something gonna be an eight point five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that's an actual that 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 kind of gives a real good range. Yeah, no metric system or <laughs> anything like that. Please. <laughs> Not yet. Not <sighs> anyway, <clears throat> you know when I was a kid, we were gonna change the metric, and then we 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 screwed up and we didn't. Really? No kidding. Yeah, that was in the um, late 70s. Early you mean the whole country was going to Yeah, do America this? was going to finally get on the trolley and become wow. part of the metric universe, which is all the rest of the countries. Yeah. And then we were like, no, no, we can't do that. And boy, are we dumb. 
Anyway, Viva la Differenza. Yeah, awesome. Because I sure love Those having French, I, tell I sure love having ten different kinds of tools. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, so yes, so we will be from now on. We will be going from a uh, a scale of one of zero to ten. Uh, and here, I can't wait for the zero. Right. I'm, I'm like, I'm gonna dig deep for that zero. <laughs> you're, you're like, I'll find it. I'm gonna find that bad boy. <laughs> Unfortunately, like you think it's gonna be something terrible. I will enjoy that. No, no, like, no. But I want to hear zero. zero from you. <laughs> you. Oh, you want to hear me like rant for 45 yeah, like, minutes? You about made me watch this shit. <laughs> I'll just be like seething hatred for 45 <laughs> minutes, and then I'll be like. I'll give it a two, and I'll just turn it off. You'll be like, oh, I thought I had him. <laughs> okay. So the search for the zero. Oh, God, so yeah. As like a baseline, okay, um, the, my favorite movie of all time, let's say, uh, you know, would be a ten. You know, now right. I have a, I have a lot of tens that, you know. Uh, this might be a ten. This is pretty, this might be a ten. Be uh, a the 10. Day the Earth Stood Still, the original one, uh, that's, that's to me is a ten. Um... Uh, what what would be like a like Godzilla would be like an eight or a nine? Really, not you know? a ten? Wow. No, okay. I'm kind of, I'm kind of stingy, believe it or not. Like wow. like to get a ten, it would have to be really kind of like important. You know? That would be like yeah. And although I I love Godzilla and I'm crazy about Godzilla, it's life changing. It's, it's flawed, experience. you know. So I would say that's that's like an eight and a half or a nine. Okay. You know. All right. So how about you? What what, what are some? What's like so everyone knows you're. Uh, like, uh, I would give a ten to my favorite horror movie, Black Sunday. Okay, so is that that is your favorite horror movie? That's my favorite horror movie. Yeah, I, I think I have that on Laserdisc with my favorite actress. Yeah, I, yeah, I got you a copy. Oh, that, okay. Remember, I bought the nice yeah, one and then right. I gave you the old, the other yeah, one. Yeah, the crusty one. I was like, ching. Yeah, score. You know, when 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 we got them off Craigslist or dude, whatever. Do you know that the dude the dude gave me uh, a free cop Blu-ray copy of Mars Attacks? He had nice. a he had a two he double bought it, and I was like, let me give you something for it. He's like, nah. Who is this? Uh the dude. Uh, I call him the dude. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you're talking. So about. um. Yeah, he just gave it to me. I'm like, wow. What a pal. Yeah, I said, you're like the best friend ever because I love that movie. I don't have that, believe it or not. Wow. And that's one that I I like it, but I just never bought it. I, I think know. I have it on VHS. Yeah, There's a VHS. <laughs> you're like, what's, what's that? <laughs> In parts unknown, VHS yeah, is still acceptable. I, I, I even bought an 8-track player from Dan, so and a damn thing worked. Is that too. true? I'm serious. I'll bring it here one day. Wow, oh, my God. It came with a grassroots greatest hits. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> real, one of the first like musics I, I ever bought was a Master Reality by Black Sabbath. Oh, that's on a great eight, record. On 8-track. And we're driving home, and this uh, was like one of the first times we ever left the sticks and went to the mall, you know. The mall. The mall, which was in like a Whitehall. Uh, and um, it was me and my very uptight friend with a very uptight Christian folk kind of parents. And, and they playing and, Sabbath. No, no, no. They go, what? They, we came out of the mall, and I had bought it. And they go, what did you buy? And I bought this. And she said, and they put it in the A-track player. As soon as that, <laughs> yeah, right. the first riff hits, yoink! That mother, like the mother, yanked that out of the A track player. Was that Sweet Leaf or something? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the very first track of Sweet Leaf, and it, and it just starts coughing, and she yanked that so fast, like the devil was coming out of the speaker. Oh my! Yeah. Oh yeah, that was hilarious. That's freaking awesome, man. That was a very uh, yeah interesting. That's a great A track to buy. That was like my a blind buy it. My, my first album I ever had was a uh, uh, Back in Black, oh, AC/DC, yeah. AC/DC, just solid, awesome. Yeah, and yeah. the first A track I ever had was that one. Then, 
effing uh, effing cool. Man. Yeah, it was. It, I, had, I had some cool stuff. My you know my pop used to listen to like Deep Purple and stuff like that. Really, so, that's awesome. Mamas and the Papas. So I had a lot of so good music in the influence. family. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah they, they were. They were cool with that. Yeah, stuff. my parents were listening to salsa or something, which is fine. Yeah. But you know, I was I, rock and roll. I guy. turned more to the dark side pretty quickly, and yeah, then like yeah. left the mamas and the poppers roots. Yeah, but, you yeah, know. you went evil. Like, but then that. when you come back, you you you, you enjoy. You it. realize, you know, you had some good. Yeah, stuff it's good going and bad. On. You know, light in the dark and all that stuff. Light in the dark. So anyway, I guess now. So now you know, each movie we review will be on a scale of one to ten, and then you can uh, write us and tell us whether we're yeah. right or wrong. And yeah, and and and. Point out what you think about, you know, what you liked, what you didn't like, what you agree and what you don't agree with. That's part of the but, whole but fun. But don't criticize us because our, our egos are very fragile. So yes. Make sure I'm you... As, I'm as fragile as a new snowfall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, a sarcasm on a scale of 1 to 10, that yeah. was about a 9 right yeah, there. My, my, sarcasm. my sarcasm yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah, so anyway. So what are we going to be doing today? We're going to be talking about... A movie called um, Rollerball. No, wait. That's not right. It's kind of like Rollerball, isn't it? Only better, because it has cars. It has cars, and it has the Kung Fu guy. Yes, David Carradine. And and chicks. Yes, many mostly nude chicks. Yeah, nice. No, they're not nude. They get nude. Some Scream Queen stuff. Of course we're talking about the one, the only... Death Race 2000. From 1975. What yes, a year. 1975. And, uh, wow. This is one that has consistently been on my top ten. Actually jockeying for one one or two, almost consistently. Nice. Uh, you know, like, one of the things that happens is, like, as you, as you, like, grow, or not even grow, like, as your taste change or whatever, your top ten usually changes. But there's always a couple that stay... In your top ten new sure. movies list, you know. Sure. Um, like I said, Earth, the day the Earth stood still, always my number one or two or three. Uh, Godzilla is always up there, and believe it or not, this little B movie that could, yep. Death Race 2000, has been with me since I was in uh, early, like junior high. Yeah. And I've just, I've watched it always. I've had every kind of format it's been on. Uh, you know. <laughs> did you? Yeah. Did you watch this first see it on TV? I don't even know where I first got it. I think I got it. I think I rented it at a local mom and pop place Ugh, on VHS, and I was like, "Wow!" And after that, it was all over. I I found it online and taped it off of HBO, and I've had it. I've never not had a copy or more of you this. You know, I I got to tell you, we're gonna I'm gonna digress a little more. Please again. do. We have like three hours. We, we have cares. three hours to go. So <laughs> sit back, people. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that 40-minute thing? Uh-uh. uh-uh. No, we're going on marathon time. <laughs> we're going full-on four hours. No. i got to tell you, man. I mean, I saw movies in the theaters. I saw movies on TV. But when the video stores started hitting, the uh, the mom and pops, and you know, the yeah. blockbuster kind of killed it a little bit. But what the mom and pops started hitting, and they had them in every neighborhood. There were so many movies that you'd never seen before. You'd only read about it that... That they just released just to like fill the shelves. I mean, just whatever. Just whatever. You know, European stuff you never saw. Uh, kung, tons of kung fu movies you would yeah. never ever see. It it basically opened up the world of of movies for me anyway. And mm-hmm. I didn't get into it till somewhere in the late '80s. But I was like shocked at how much stuff that was out there. I mean, you were still getting stuff on TV like the Late Late Show, getting like your you know regular American B movies. But there was so much. 
I really miss the, those days. Believe it or not, yeah, and and I was small town, like small small town, you know. Yeah, yeah. We're talking about like maybe five thousand people total. Um, there was nothing. There wasn't even a movie theater there. So, wow. you know, uh, this like there was a place called Flory's Flicks, and that was like nice. their last name, Flory's. They were the ones. They were the only people that had videotapes, and we would, we would rent them and just watch them and watch them and like watch on the them. Weekend like, or something? Yeah, like I would, uh, we just watch them and. It was so like such a different time. Yeah, I mean, I I never got into it, but I have friends who used to go like every Friday night and just go to some place. I think it was in in Lauderdale called Video Extron, yeah, and just rent like three of the cheesiest movies and do an all night show and get you know drunk on beer or whatever. Yeah. Well, we 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 first got a uh, the first time we got a VHS player. Yeah. That was Christmas. That was like a Christmas present for the family. They they rented um. Monty Python, the whole search for the Holy Grail. A great movie. I watched that eighteen times over that <laughs> over a that vacation. Movie, yeah. I just watched it and watched it and watched it. You know, like every line, and it's just something where you're like, "Oh, this is so hilarious!" And you know, I, I I've never really I'm becoming more and more of a cinephile, but I was never like that really. Like I watched movies and I liked them, but I never really like studied them or cared about them or whatever. Like up until just. I want to say recently. Then recently is like maybe a ten-year span. Ten-year span. Yeah. I've really started to like dissect and think yeah. about stuff and care about stuff and like look into it. You know, y- you obviously have a long hi- history of like. Well, yeah, from really the drive-ins and yeah, all that like stuff. really, I've I've always been involved in movies, but getting never, fanzines and reading famous monsters. Yeah, see, that's really that cool. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, I mean, it was just like something that was just it was so. Uh, it was whatever the word is ubiquitous. It was all over the place. The magazines were all over the place. The videos, were, and you couldn't help it, you know. I mean, That's if you were awesome. like a fanboy and you had a taste for like horror and sci-fi, it was all there. That's especially, really cool. especially early '80s. By the late '80s, it started dying down a bit, but early '80s, it was they were really like flooding that, just like filling every space you could with like. I remember mm. seeing like a what was it? The Lightning Swords of Death was a Lone Wolf and Cub movie, the first time yeah. ever on a VHS. Wow. And I was like, wow, this is like a crazy thing, you know? I it's have those on Laserdisc. I have, I bought yeah. the box set, all six of the Baby Lone Wolf Car. and Cub. Yeah, on, on Laserdisc. I'll never get rid of them because, you know, they're so expensive. Yeah, because I don't know, you probably don't remember this, but back in the... Uh, Back in the day, one of my favorite phrases, <laughs> whenever the movies would play in your town, they not, they wouldn't be playing in every theater. They would be playing, they could be playing in downtown, which was like maybe a rough part, or you you couldn't get there because you had to take a bus. And so you know, you just got whatever was at your local theater. So yeah. it could have been like anything, but all of a sudden, it's like all of a sudden, like a Vincent Price movie you want to see shows up in town. It's only playing in downtown, so you never get a chance to see it unless. It shows up on TV later edited, but when VHS came out, all Everything. its glory, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't think of again like most anyone that's like you know grew up in the '90s or or later. Yeah. They have no concept of what we're talking about because everything yeah. is instantaneous. Like yeah, it's Netflix. Every video, now. every if you don't have it, you can go steal it within ten seconds. You know. Yeah. Um, it's such a different world, and it's lost a lot of its charm. Yeah. And, and where things don't mean anything now because it's I have 300 movies on my Netflix, you know. Yeah, right. And I, can, I can watch at any moment I want, you know. But, um, but our duty is to make them mean. <laughs> make them mean something. Something. And Machine Gun Jova Turbo, he'll make you mean. He'll he'll make it mean something. To oh me. God, yeah, he's uh, he's definitely like out of yes. control. Is it? Now say. that we've waxed poetic about days of yore, we will days move on yeah. to uh, the topic du jour, which is of course 
Death Race 2000. Not to be confused with the uh, Paul W. S. Anderson or whatever. Isn't that, isn't that who directed the the newest Death yeah, Race? Yeah, I never even. I didn't honestly. I didn't even know about it until with Jason I Statham. I didn't even and, know uh, about yeah. it. So and uh, that's not the Paul Anderson that did Boogie Nights. So this is another dude. No, no, because yeah, this is the guy that did the Fast and the Furious. I think. Okay, yeah, because there's a Paul Anderson that does. Yeah, no, I think it's the uh, yeah. There's a Paul Anderson, then there's a Paul W. S. Anderson. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, not that guy. Not not the new one with all the extreme things and the weirdness. No, that's you know it's funny. This movie was actually directed by another man called Paul. Paul Bartel directed. Yeah. This movie. Now who did? What did he do? Does he? Did he? What? Did, what else did he do? Uh, he did a famous movie called Eating Raul. Remember that movie? Uh-huh, the uh-huh. title. He did a lot of acting. He basically played like all kind of a goofy kind of like a oddball character but he did direct uh, he did the one called Private Parts he did Eating Raul he did this did a few others that I can't remember right now but yeah. he was definitely like doing into the offbeat humor and the quirkiness and yeah, the, cause uh, this is uh, this is this has a lot going on for it now on, on the surface and this is a Roger Corman film uh, yeah. so right off the bat no more than a million is going into this thing actually this had a budget of 300,000 and most of it from what I read was to pay off David Carradine Carradine and the cars yeah, because every you can see everything else is just whatever. Yeah. And on the surface, you go, "Ha ha, this is hilarious." It's set in the future of the year two thousand, and it's a B movie. And you know and what's funny? The future of the year two thousand, and it's like it's twenty twelve now, <laughs> and it's just like it hasn't lost any of its charm. No, no, I, no. I actually like the movies that do that. Like the one that we're doing next week, which we're not going to spoil just yet, yeah, has right. the has the date in the title. Yeah, yeah. And it's only like eight or nine years away. I'm like, oh, I can't wait to do. Cause I that's, can't wait because that's going to happen. Yeah, that that's going to happen. You know, and uh, I I actually think that's really charming and funny when when yeah. they make them and they said like some date like in this year of 1987 when yeah. we're colonized on Mars. You know, yeah, like as if. The old sci-fi stuff from the fifties always called out a date, and it was yeah they did. They're long gone. Like the date yeah. is from like they they said the year seventy three. You know, and you're like oh my god. In nineteen seventy, when the when the Martian invasion <laughs> came, it's like really like, did I miss that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just uh, another thing I've missed. Oh well, I missed. I must have been in school during that time. Yeah. So basically, um, this is set in the year two thousand, and from what you can tell, the world is pretty much a, a, a mess. Um, like now. Yeah, yeah kind of like now, but not. It's not the post-apocalyptic bull bull crap that we're used to seeing. I mean, a mess like, like the countries and um, like the the economy. They talk about the collapse of the economy. You mean like now? Yeah. Oh wait, yeah. <laughs> and gas is like you know three dollars a gallon. Yeah. <laughs> no, they don't say anything about no, no, no. gas prices. But they do hint a lot at like. The world has gone through some changes. Boundaries have changed. The, the financial crash of 1979, I think. Is that what they said about, yeah, specifically? Yeah. Well, which you know, 30 years too late. Yeah, but, but um, but early. generally speaking, they um, you know, this is one of those things where where a lot has sh- been shaken up. Um, I it's think a one world government. One world government, and the, the president of the universe, or whatever yeah, he calls in himself. China at the, at the beginning. Yeah, yes, he's 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 at his summer palace in Peking. Yeah, that's it. Pe- that's it. Uh, yeah, Peking. P- Peking. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and the, to to help build morale, as these kind of things often do, instead of the Super Bowl, they have a transcontinental road race, which is odd because it's just okay. Well, anyway, so it's a transcontinental road race where all these like almost um, wrestler style 
bigger than life yeah, characters. Yeah, they, they are kind of like wrestlers. Like they they all have their specific characters and they're all their specific cars, and they get points by being the first to the to the checkpoints, and <laughs> also by running over uh, pedestrians. <laughs> and I'm not sure, but I think this is the first one that does that. that yes, I think this so. is the one yeah. that introduced like. Um, the the points for people, points yeah, for baby, yeah. toddlers are forty points, women are an extra ten points. Or yeah, something. I mean, I saw I saw it when I was a kid in driving. That was always the running joke when you're driving. Hey, watch out! Don't hit that kid. Mm. Oh wait, that's fifty points. Right, right, right. So, and that was from this movie, that's and from this and movie, it also yeah. spawned a lot of uh, video games. Um, I know Carmageddon is the biggest one that had like I think three or four in- iterations of it, which was basically this movie. You there, know? there is a death race video game I read. I've never seen it or played oh, it. No, I've never seen that one either. Yeah, no, I'm sure I'm sure it's out there. I have I had one for uh the the Atari. No, is it Atari or is it for Nintendo? But I couldn't get it to work. So no. I have the cassette. I just can't get it to work, so, you know. Now, th- th- this was based on a short story by Ed Melkier who he uh he wrote <laughs> co-wrote anyway Reptilicus and the Angry Red Planet and a few other things Ooh, for I like the Angry Red Planet uh, uh, believe it or not <laughs> a few <laughs> things for AIP but uh, I, I you know Rick Corman was saying that when it was kind of a serious story and uh, yeah. Bartel just took it and you know saw the made it humorous because he Cause figured, it was too heavy yeah. this was a very heavy headed yeah, yeah. and at times you do see that it comes through but what they did was they, they sprinkled enough like um, satire and and um, quirkiness, quirkiness to make it that it, it was watchable, uh, it was fun, funny, but you do think about it. They are really shoving your nose in it. Oh God! For, yeah. To to a certain degree, saying, you know, this yeah, is what we're becoming. This is what, and in some ways, we have become a lot yeah, like it's, this. It's like violence keeps the the population pacified, sedated, sedated, yeah. while we go out and do all these. You know, like Machiavellian political yeah. moves, and you're never gonna know it. And uh, how far off is that? Not far from reality. Not I mean, far. like, Sad. not to be a big Mr. Downer, but how yeah. far off were they? No, they're on target. I think <laughs> pretty. They, we, we're not running people over in the streets yet, yet, but <laughs> but uh, you know, what's what you would call it that that fighting that UFC or whatever. The MMA fighting? Yeah, yeah. MMA. Yeah, um, I mean, really. Yeah. <laughs> we're watching the gladiatorial games. We're what? watching the gladiatorial Why not just games. have some people running people over? What does it matter, you know? Yeah, I mean, it, it, in, in the surface, if they, the movie would have been played seriously, people would have gone, that's stupid. Nobody's yeah. going to do some of these things. Well, because, and if it would have been too gory or too... Yeah. It would have just been kind of like a weird film. Yeah. And it wouldn't have carried that same, the cult status. It wouldn't have got, like, people, even like me... Laughing. I wouldn't have watched it, it because part of why I watched it when I was younger was because it was hilarious. And I like would laugh and laugh at these absurd things. But then, when you get... If you watch it again when you're a little bit older, it, it takes on a different meaning. Now it means something a little bit. You know, you're like, oh, and, wait a minute. And Corman did do one after this called Death Sport, which was a serious, quote, <laughs> version of it. It didn't do as well. It had Carradine in it. I think it had... Um, yeah, Desport. It had Carrie. Wow. I forgot. Claudia Jennings, I think, was in Never it. Never even heard of it. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I've got it. I'll, I'll get it. <laughs> You're like, hey, I've got it. Yeah. <laughs> I might as well just give you a hard drive and just say, just put whatever you want on it. Just, I've I'll got just, it on VHS. I'll give it to you every week and just, just give me some surprises, you know. Yeah, Desport was the uh, unofficial sequel to it. Nice. I didn't but know But Bartel that. wasn't involved then. And Corman wanted a serious version. Yeah, so well, you know. And, and for all practical and purposes, um, this was everything it should be and more. 
I mean, now, now this was a, a story by Ed Melkier, but before this, I'm pretty sure before this, the movie Rollerball came out, and it was kind of had what they called dystopian future, you know, where it was right. like the, the rollerball was a, the violent sport where people watched, and it, you some know, parallels. same idea, yeah. yeah. So Corman, I think, probably saw that and you know, kind of saw like, hey, maybe we should... I could steal this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can homage this. Yeah, homage. Yeah, that's a word. So basically, um, and even and, to the and point do it that... better. <laughs> even to the point that, um, you know, the star is, who's been propped up all these years is getting... Um, starting to see what he's become or what, right, what how right. they're using him and stuff and the same thing happens in this movie. Like, right, right. There is a lot of parallels um, between Rollerball between and this two, one. Between the two, yeah. Um... I like this one more a oh, lot, yeah, a I, lot more. I mean, I I know Rollerball and I saw it. And I'm like, well, that was a good movie. Uh, don't get me wrong, I'm not kind of putting it down, but that doesn't stick out in my mind. Death Race 2000. Exactly. I, mean, I I hadn't seen any of those any of those two movies in like 25, 30 years, and I remember Death Race. I don't remember Rollerball. Yeah. I remember Jonathan, Jonathan, where they were chanting. Yeah, the guy. He, that was about it. And he just. Yeah. And they fight and they kill. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Where this one was just crazy. Um, yeah. So, okay, and if you haven't seen this movie, this is one of the rare times I'm going to say, look, you might want to, like, go watch it, then then listen to this. Netflix it. Netflix it. It's on Netflix streaming. It's an hour and a half of hilarity. There's some boobs. There's lots of mayhem. Blood. There's lots of this absurdity. So go watch it, then come back to the podcast. If you don't care, then just listen. Because we're not holding anything back, you know, like what happens and all this kind of stuff. But so, um, like we said, there's there's like these comical like characters, almost like all-star wrestlers, of the racers. And each racer has a car that matches them and, a, and a, like a navigator. So there's the, the driver, the car, and the navigator. So And they are not afraid to call out any... Like there, there's a Nazi. The there's Matilda a blonde the woman, Hun, Matilda the Hun, and her sidekick Herman the German. Herman the German in their buzz bomb. And Herman the German is Gopher from a Love Boat. That's too. right. I think he's a congressman now too. And he, so. uh, their car is a camouflaged Nazi buzz bomb yeah. with a. Uh, there's a big Nazi sign on the side of it. There's not. That's the kind of movie when when you see that pull up, you're like, okay, I, <laughs> I yeah. know, and I now I get it, you know, because they're wearing the helmets with the little spike on top yeah, and uh, yeah. all that. Yeah. So then there's the cowgirl, um, Calamity Jane, Calamity Jane, which is Mary Warrenoff from from a bunch of B movies. Yeah. In Warhol. She was almost like a scream queen, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, she was in Rock and Roll High School. She was a very, I, I I think she's a very beautiful woman. A she lot was, of Corman movies. Yeah, she was, she was very pretty. And she was a cowgirl in this one. She and was connected with Bartel. He was the one who brought her over to uh, L.A. and he got her into the movies. I oh, guess they okay. must have known each other from the Andy Warhol. Whatever, yeah, wherever like you that, meet somebody. Yeah. And they, they, hers was like a cow patterned car. Yeah, she and, was a cowgirl. And she yeah. was a cowgirl, and it was straight up, you know, cowgirl hat. And her, yeah. her, her uh, navigator was some cowboy with a dress like a cowboy yeah, it was, was just, silly. So, and there was like a big, a big pair of bullhorns yep. on her car yep. like so it was the bull uh, and uh, what, what one of them one of the racers exclaims yeah when they named that car the bull they were only half right yeah, so that was, her, yeah. that was awesome so then we have those two we have uh, who, who else Nero is Nero the, now Nero gets taken out quick 
He's yeah. the first one to go. And yeah. Nero is... Nero and Cleopatra. Nero is the sweep-the-leg guy from Karate Kid. Yeah, right. Martin Cove. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Sweep the leg. What's that say? You got a problem, boy? And a, so, and a zillion other movies. Oh, that yeah. I didn't realize. He's one of those guys that you, when you see him, you go, yeah, I recognize that guy from... Dude with lots of muscles and curly hair. You know, you're like... Ah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, he is Nero. And he played him a little, like, sketchy, too. You know, oh, yeah. He's a little effeminate. <laughs> so funny. And he's <laughs> like, funny. be still, Cleopatra. My <laughs> fans need to see me. Cause yeah, right, right. Where you're introduced to all these all these uh, characters is the beginning of the road race. They're coming in one by one, by one to a audit, like a, an outside arena. And yeah. the fans are screaming, and they're like, they're like, yeah, it's like Shoot. an indie raceway. Yeah, indie is, and they're, the fans are getting to fights and shooting each other at some point. Like they're fighting over who they love, you know. Because at this point, they love these people. We saved the best two for last. Yeah. And yeah. which one should we do first? Oh, well, your favorite would be Machine Gun Joe Viterbo. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I was so enamored with his performance. I actually used to use his handle as my uh, like if I got top score on a video game, I would put in Joe Viterbo or Joe V. <laughs> um. Joe Viterbo is played by a very, very young Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, it's one of his first roles. And he is off the charts insane. He screams with seething hatred every single line. Oh, God, And yeah. he doesn't... He plays an Italian mobster. And he's wearing, like, the big, uh, crazy, like, um, mobster suit. Like, right, like, right. A, like, three like John Dillinger. Dillinger. His car has a big Tommy gun on the front of it. And uh, each fender has a gigantic buck knife that looks like the Rambo knife on yeah, each side. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. So, no, 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 no. The Tommy guns are on the outsides, and the big buck knife is right in the it's center. In the middle, for right, the yeah. And it's a gigantic phallic-looking yeah, buck knife symbol. Yeah. So we, we're introduced to him. And when when he comes into the arena, the very first thing... He sees that all these fans are chanting Frankenstein, and he's like, "Frankenstein! I'll give you Frankenstein!" He reaches down his his very ditzy navigator, yeah, which, Myra, Myra, which is very well endowed blonde woman, yeah, hands him hands him a Tommy gun, and he just starts machine gunning down the audience in the in the like the. the Auditorium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, he, and like, he's like shot the, from below, and he's doing like yeah, the uh, he's a, like the, the scar He looks like Rambo, and he's like, going, yeah, ah! yeah, yeah, right, right. And he's screaming, at his, and she's like, "Give it to him, Joe." That's <laughs> right. And he he sprays down the 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 seats, killing people. Then he just sits back down, and and then when um the last the all time great the the number one racer Frankenstein Frankenstein played by Kung Fu himself David Carradine David Carradine and when 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 David Carradine of Kill Bill fame and hanging himself in a closet in Thailand (sighs) when he pulls up Machine Gun Joe sneers over and hocks a loogie right on his car that's right I forgot about that (laughs) he just (laughs) <laughs> and the, like a guy comes running over and wipes it down because Frankenstein is the most important racer. He's like he's the top dog, and he just looks over. You'll regret that, Joe. And he, of course, the turbo just sneers. <laughs> Get him, you know something. <laughs> and um, okay, and that's how you meet this crew. And then well, wait, uh, Frankenstein's uh, he's got a new assistant. Her name is Anne, and that'll be important as the yes, uh, movie goes Anne. Is, is he goes through navigators? I guess he has yeah. a new navigator. Yeah, like body parts or whatever. Yes, and his backstory is that he is um he's clad in all leather, including a like a gimp mask, and 
his whole thing is that he's been in all these races and he's scarred and he's lost his arm in 93 and he's it's lost his... It's all prosthetic his, yeah, or whatever. Supposedly he's just basically a living Frankenstein. Yeah, right. Which... And he's got the mask on. You can see underneath it the scars on his face. Yeah, he's a that. hideous monster that is unstoppable in the in the realm of Death Race and only followed only by Joe. And one of the things that really helps this movie in pacing and... Um, in mood setting, in tonal, you know, the mood tone, is um, they use TV personalities not only to <laughs> describe things, but also like to cut away when you've we've seen enough car driving, we've seen enough mayhem, or we've seen enough weird stuff like screaming from a car. They cut back and forth to two very notable um, like per- TV personalities. We have um, Junior Bruce. Junior Bruce, yeah. And he's played by the real Don Steele. And Junior Bruce is like kind of like one of those over-the-top, all right, all right, TV fans. Like he's like a, a sports center newscaster, yeah. but just over-the-top, over-the-top enthusiastic DJ. and DJ. Yeah, like that kind of personality. The second one is, I want to call her like a white Oprah I don't oh, know, yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. dear friends of mine. She has like a, a slow paced. Um, yeah, she's like a. Back in the day, there was a lady called uh, Rona Barrett who did a lot of celebrity. Okay. Interviews. Interviewing and, like, and yeah, just kind of like, sitting there. Yeah. People come in and she. It's a controlled environment. Nothing weird is going to happen because yeah. she's just. Oh, and this is the widow. Like her first, the first time we're introduced to her is um, the widow of the first kill comes in. And she's like, oh, it must have been a great honor. Dear friends of mine. Like, she refers to everyone as dear friends and um, to push herself My close up. personal My friend, close Frankenstein. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, And she's played by uh, Joyce Jameson, who has been in TV for... Was in TV forever. Yeah. I remember seeing her on Lucy shows and stuff like that. Oh, really? When she was younger. Yeah, she's been around since the 50s. See, so. that, one thing you'll notice as you're watching this, you've seen yeah. everyone in this movie. Yeah. And if not... You might you go. I think I saw them. Like everyone looks familiar because these were very recognizable. These were working actors working in like Dukes, Dukes of Hazard. Yeah, working actors, anything like that. And just how Rockford Files. Right. Uh, when you see back in the olden days before like CSI Miami, CSI whatever, and you look and you see everyone's in those. Well, back in the day, it was Love Boat, Dukes of Hazard, and uh, Rockford Files. Fantasy Island, Fantasy Rockford Island. Files, McMillan, Every working Wife, actor Colombo. was on those. Yeah, yeah, no, no doubt. You watch these shows on repeat now on the MeTV, and you'll recognize everybody. Because they all were there, just like all the actors are on CSI now. Yeah. Because there's just like this huge influx. They need so many people. Just If you're an actor, they just say, okay, here's your number. When we call it, come over to the set and... You're now on CSI, you know. And, and back then, the the TV guys didn't do as much movies. It was like segregated. The movie people did movies. The TV people sometimes the TV guy starts off in TV and becomes a movie star, but never really goes. Doesn't back. want to go back unless, like they're, unless they're really old and like not doing great anymore. And then they do a guest spot on the Love Boat. Yeah, they consider it a step down, or they yeah, did right, at that yeah. time. Now, now you know they're pulling a million an episode. It's there's no difference. No, there's no difference. So well. So you're gonna you'll notice a lot of faces, and they basically like start going in and the other thing um, that makes it keeps it fresh is because let's your attention span of watching these first the characters are funny, the attention span of who wins this race would not be enough to keep you watching. No, you know. So what ha- what 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 do they interject? The kills. Oh no no not the kills. 
like the 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 subplot of the resistance. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Thomas Ida Payne. Thomas Ida Payne. The yeah, the people that are against the uh, the brutality of the uh, race and they want to destroy all the uh, ra- all the they're, racers. Yeah, so they're they ch- which which in itself is kind of hilariously hypocritical that yeah. they're using violence to stop a violent race and they they talk about that. So basically, there's a there's a resistance to this. And the funny thing about it is the leader. Of this, again, I hadn't seen this movie in 30 years. The leader of the resistance was a lady. Her her real name was Harriet Medine, but her, I remember as Harriet White, and she was in like a lot of early 60s Euro horror, like Mario Bava movies, like uh, Black Sabbath, a Horrible Doctor Hitchcock, The Ghost <laughs> of Barbara Steele, yeah. Murder Clinic, Blood and Black Lace. So I was like, wow, I completely forgot she was in this movie because she didn't do that many she did a little bit of American television but not as much as some of the others right so she has she has a lot of acting chops just yeah yeah not, yeah. not in stuff that mainstream knows her no but no no but all these movies you probably would have seen on TV so some back in the day as a, so you have the race going on you have the characters kind of killing each other off or trying to or whatever because this is a mean and you have the resistance this is a mean right. sport this isn't like they're friends you know no. they're they're cordial to each other and that they some they have to but they 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 are competing and this but Joe Joe Viterbo is Joe the obnoxious one of them all he is like he is off the he is just a rotten ruthless guy in this yeah. he plays it so straight and so funny but you know so now the um, they the, the resistance is trying to take over and they do that by trying to take out the head guy they're trying to replace Frankenstein right so they can control the race, take him hostage and say, you know, you have to stop it. They're overestimating how much Frankenstein means to to the race. Yeah. Because they don't understand that yeah, yeah. there's been other Frankensteins. This isn't the one and only. Because he wears a mask, so. Yeah. Um, so w- one of the part of the deception is, uh, one of the people, is it the granddaughter? Yeah, Tom- she's the, she's Thomas the, uh, Ida Payne's granddaughter. She's Anne, Anne Payne or whatever. Anne Payne. She's the, co- she's the she's, co-driver. The, she's uh, the navigator, navigator for Frankenstein. So she got herself in there to help stop this. Like her, she's in, she's in on the stopping yeah, she's, the race. she's basically telling him, oh, turn here or take this shortcut, right. so he can, you know, get killed or whatever. So, and they try to get him. Well, first, the first person the guy is Nero. And well, yeah, yeah. Nero, they, yeah. Nero gets killed because they set up a <laughs> fake picnic. <laughs> like the resistance <laughs> kills off Nero. Like they set up a fake picnic. And and like they put a bomb as a baby, right? right? Like they they make a baby yeah. a, a bomb and and because the Nero is going to run him over because the baby's worth a lot of points. Yeah, and he's points. very arrogantly saying, "Bye bye, baby. Hello, thirty points." Yeah, and, right. <laughs> and he runs over the bomb and it blows him up. And um, wow, they go to the first checkpoint and they're showing him wiping down the cars and they slowly pan from each car and then they get to Nero's car and it's a flaming wreckage like it's it's a blown up car and you're like why would that car be there but it's just hilarious because they're showing like right there right, it is you know right, they have to right, show it to you right and um so the resistance takes out nero uh very quickly he's dispatched and then um from there they they're at the checkpoint there's a little bit of deception lots of nudity um this yeah is, they go to the uh they get the, mas- the yeah, massage yeah like, this is like an open massage place where there's big beefy guys massaging the women and some lady massaging some, Stallone. Yeah, ladies massaging the men, and they're all naked. Like, 
Well, you know, I, when I was watching the, the the making of thing, and the the one guy said that Stallone didn't want to do that scene, so they had to put a towel covering his ass because he didn't want to show his ass. Which is odd because he did party at yeah, Stud and yeah. Kitties or Kitty and Studs. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. was like he was in a porn yeah, that they before. renamed Italian Stallion. Um, after Rocky fame, of course. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, so it's very odd. But uh, maybe he he probably realized that was a mistake. Thing. Yeah. And he was starting to get things going. So yeah, yeah. Rocky he did the Lord of Flatbush, I think. Yeah, yeah. Before this, so that's was, right because he was the thug in that. But he yeah. was starting to get things. He was starting to get roles, and I guess he and didn't want to become. Yeah. But then the, the best part of that scene was that one cat fight with uh, <laughs> Matilda wow. and Yeah, uh, and this Calamity is just Jane. straight up nude women yeah, yeah. like fighting with each other and totally gratuitous. Like, yeah, but and that's Roger Corman right there. You yeah, know that that's yeah. what you're gonna get. Um, yeah. So, and then th- then that shows that introduces a lot of like the the not backbiting but how they try to sabotage uh, sabotage. sabotage each other, not not by cutting brake lines or whatever, but like by giving fake hints and saying things where they you should go here or trying to get them to yeah like Stallone tries to get uh, Frankenstein's navigator to just give him some info yeah like he he wants to know he needs the information you know yeah. So they go back on the road. It's day two. They're they're racing, and uh, basically, and <laughs> Frankenstein runs over the, a religious figure. Well, no, oh, no, that was the first day. That was yeah, the, the first day. No, the, uh, uh, right after, well, after, during the checkpoint, they introduced the scene with the uh, with the girl who's like his biggest fan, and she loves yeah. him, and she wants to sacrifice herself. Yeah, and part of the, she she was chosen, and she uh, she stood there and let him run her over free for points. Yeah, because because. Wasn't like the day before the one where like Frankenstein this this I do remember this as a kid and it was hilarious that the the, the hospital one of Frankenstein's first kills when they're driving and all of a sudden the hospital's wheeling out all these old people the hospital the was the putting road. out all the old people like and it's like euthanasia day <laughs> and these old poor old people are just sitting there like ah. and, and Frankenstein's going like. Oh God! It's euthanasia day already. Oh, euthanasia day already. Okay, I got an idea. So what he does is like instead of like hitting them, he turns around and you see him like hitting all the the doctors and nurses. They're, they're like they're flying up in the air like like Monty Python or something. This was classic. That I want to remember. Because then they cut to to Joe Bruce and he's like, "Ooh, he scores, but he gave up so many points." Yeah, right. and, and it was like he didn't care about the points he was making. His and Junior Bruce is constantly like, "Ooh, that was a great kill! Ooh, that was a clean kill!" <laughs> exactly. Total <laughs> lunatic. I forgot about the. Re- I, I I did remember just now that total the- lunatic. And there's uh, the whole movie. There's parts of like there's a chicken gang where they draw a line on the on the road and then right, like right. They, they, like whoever can stand there when the car's coming at him the longest is the winner. But you know they of course they they play a joke. Right, right. And there, uh, there's the, the the worker that falls off the ladder and, and the other his friend's like kill him. He's like kill, kill, kill him. He's like we're like, gonna kill him. No, he goes where's the sign? It says welcome Frank or welcome uh, Joe yeah, yeah, right, like, right, yeah. He overplays the whole thing of being in the shadow of Frankenstein. And when I say that, like v- v- Sloan or v- Machine Gun Joe Turbo is seething, I can't. V- I can't no, even. That's an understatement. I can't even v- like tell you how he just seethefully spits out these hateful lines. Like he, he is like I, I, I. You can hardly ever see a performance like that. No. Where he's just getting angrier and angrier and angrier. Like every line is just angrier than the one before it. You know, <laughs> it's just. 
it's like comedy gold because you can't take him too seriously. No, because he's like a he's over the top. He's over the top, and you just watch it. You're like, oh my god, <laughs> you know, he's just screaming about everything. Uh, so anyway, like day two, they're like what they're driving again, and uh, and yeah. um, which call it? Uh, I think is that the day where she tells him. I think uh, Anne tells mm-hmm, him mm-hmm. to take a shortcut. Right, right, right. So he goes to, yeah. She she suggests a shortcut, and the resistance has a um, like a booby trap, or right, they, right, like yeah. they try to. At this point, they're trying to swap out uh, Frankenstein for one of their own people. That right. this is supposed to be the switch, right? And Frankenstein's too good of a driver yeah. for that. He gets through it. He runs over the guy that was supposed to take over him. Yeah. And then he gets back on the road, and he's like, "Hmm, I wonder how that happened." Yeah, and, exactly. And yeah. he he's on to her, but she's trying to play it up. And and, and I think and I think also around this time. Uh, what was it? Um, Matil- uh, Calamity Jane's like pulls off on the side of the road. Yeah, right? yeah. Her her navigator's working. Her navigator's on working under the car, like, and then like out of the blue, she they're sitting in the middle of the desert or something. And out of the blue, here comes like uh, Matilda the Matilda Hun. the Hun, and she's like, <laughs> she runs over the navigator of, of Calamity Jane. She runs over the navigator, <laughs> and the line is, well, if you leave your navigator laying around, naturally someone's gonna run it over. <laughs> right. Like she's just. So the the women they're in hilarious. this movie are you can't say that they're exploited because of the no, nudity they're, because they're, they're, they are as just as badass. mean and badass as anyone else you know they are it's so funny so then then the uh, calamity Jane starts following after Matilda the Hun yeah they start chasing each other and they're yeah now she's out for blood you know yeah 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 she killed her navigator so they're going through and then somehow or another like I think Matilda the Hun like pulls into like some ditch and Calamity Jane follows her and then all of a sudden some mud hits Calamity Jane's car yeah. and she like stops but in the meantime this is like a, this part was like a Bugs Bunny cartoon yeah, it was it was some Bugs Bunny it was like yeah. a freaking Bugs Bunny cartoon no a Wiley Coyote Wiley Coyote <laughs> they, no, they no. saw they saw they saw Wiley Coyote and they said we can use this and then <laughs> so the resistance guys are sitting there and they're like yeah. They 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 make like a makeshift tunnel, okay, and and they paint like the tunnel entrance in black, and they put it on the side of the road, and they put some detour signs. It is literally is like a piece of board that says detour yeah, with an arrow. Yeah, this is Roadrunner, pure Roadrunner. It should have said this movie is It should have said free birdseed. It, it's yeah, right. <laughs> so so Matilda's like hauling ass, and she like you know since you're driving so fast, it's like oh detour, okay. And then she's like going so fast, she sees the tunnel. Oh, okay, there's a tunnel. And she's like goes right through it. And, and then all of a sudden they cut, and the car's flying down the oh, mountain. And they go into bullet time, like slow motion. Oh, yeah. And they yeah. ha- they cut into the sound. The, the, the music swells up, and it's almost like an orchestral... It's very... This part is... It, it, it shows some real... I don't know you know how to... It's out of place, but it it's very moving. Like... This woman's dying. She's, you know, this is where it does the the, the epic car off a cliff explosion, right, right. and this swell of orchestra music, yeah. and it's like, what the hell am I looking at here? And, you know, and then, you know, yeah, and then of course the car rolls over three or four times, hits the bottom, kaboom. But the, but they have to have the obligatory explosion at the bottom. Yeah, this is, and this is straight up old school cinema yeah, yeah, where total. if you see a car rolling it's going to blow up. That They paid for it it's going to happen. Yeah. So It blows up real so good. So now the resistance the has gotten two people. 
Well, yeah, they're they're down to Frankenstein and, and his navigator, Joe Viterbo, and then Calamity Jane's by herself, and that's it. And Frankenstein. Oh, Frankenstein, Frankenstein Joe Viterbo, Calamity, Calamity Jane. Jane. Yeah, because Nero's gone, and now... Oh, uh, and, and Matilda. And Matilda's gone now. They went off the cliff. No, 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 the... I thought... Matilda the Hun's the one that goes off the cliff. Oh, Calamity Jane is still alive. Calamity uh, Jane is okay, still alive. Okay, because she stops and she sees this. Because yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Calamity Jane goes into that... Okay, later on she goes into that, like, yeah, yeah. Re- that thing. That thing, yeah. So she basically, um, like a... What is it, like a junkyard? Yeah. Remember she gets freaked out because there's all those old cars there? And yeah, she's like, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. So they anyway, trick her into going there. They, like, they attack her or something yeah. like that. So basically she goes in and... Um, but they have another pit stop. Yeah, that's the pit stop. Yeah, yeah. That, that that she and that's where they start to freak out. Now yeah. the drivers know that they're getting killed. Now this is kind of more serious. Like they said the resistance, and they were like, "Yeah, whatever." And now they're starting to realize, "Look, we're dying." Mm-hmm. Now they're getting angry, and um, <laughs> and this is another scene that Joe Viterbo takes oh, over the, guy, the yeah, clam sauce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's the ex- He's sitting there. He's got, there. like, his hands in Oh, like this. this is this... Okay, there's a guy, the representative from the president, right. basically saying, look, we said it was the French, it's the French. And they're like, it ain't no French! You know, and he's like... And there's, he's just basically saying, that's the way it is. In the meanwhile, in in the meantime, there's there's these guys playing, like, violins in the background. Right. And Machine Gun Joe Turbo is sitting there eating this clam dipper. I don't know if I'm gonna... And he's eating it like a freaking swine. I mean, he's literally just, like, lifting it out with his hand and just, like, eating it, and it's all over him, and he's disgusting. And he just... He's, like... He just starts screaming at the guy, and then he takes... He goes over to the, the people that are playing the violin, and he's like, and he says, I told you not to play that song! And he's like, starts smashing their violins. <laughs> and, he, and he throws a clam sauce on the guy's face. <laughs> he throws the clam sauce on the, on the president's guy, you know, like, um... Yeah, his assistant's His face. assistant, basically. Yeah, and it, it's, it shows, like, he's not only irreverent to, to, to the other racers, he's just like... He's just a total asshole. He's like, yeah, he thinks he's like the mob. I mean, he's out of control. But that scene right there was one of the funniest scenes because he is just a slob and he's just like <laughs> how he sh- how he plays that scene is comedy gold. Like, yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> because the guy's looking at him when he breaks his violin, he's just like, yeah, like he doesn't know what to do. And Machine Gun Joe is just like screaming and throwing shit, and he's like, oh, oh god. So yeah, so then, and then so at this then, point, I, I think at this point, the, the day after. Before they're getting to like start the race, I think Clammy Jane. Clammy Jane, them, she talks to each of them. A good race and and kind of saying like, look, you know, no matter what yeah. happens, she really shows a um, she understands on a bigger picture what is happening. And there's the cat, like in every podcast. Uh, we actually had uh, some listeners say that they like the uh, hearing the cat in every episode, and well, there he is. Okay, you heard so, him. So yeah, so basically, um, she kind of goes up to them and says, look. You two make a great couple, you know, and uh, whatever right. happens, it's been a real honor racing with you. And and he's like, thanks, you know, and they say thanks. Well, and then he, and then and then he, she goes up and tries to say the same speech to Viterbo, and of course he's like, I forget his exact line, which is yeah, I don't even. He basically tells her to f off. Yeah, he's whatever. just like, you know, save it for the road. I'll, I'll kill you and all that stuff. Yeah. You know, he's just insane. <laughs> and then um, this is the last leg of the race. Yeah, now, one thing I didn't understand is that, like, 
these guys obviously raced each other before. Was their intention to kill each other or no, just to win the uh-uh. race? Okay. Just to win the race. I think. It, I think. But it became to kill each other. I think it's more serious with some other, like because of Viterbo's seething hatred for being second banana to and Matilda the Hun too. Well, I mean, he's just a mean person. Like, yeah, yeah. it's kind of again. I hate to use the wrestler analogy, but it's kind of like that. Like, there's some that are there for sex appeal. There are some that are there for just ruthless aggression there's some that are there for you know comedy comedy and then there's the hero yeah you know so they have all of them going on there so it's kind of the same style you know there's there's somebody everyone can relate to like there's a racer that there's a you know, like there's one racer out there that'll appeal to anyone you know right like so and 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 Stallone just plays the most violent angry person in the world and he does it well yeah uh, so and shot then, in a way that you can't take him seriously. The yeah, director obviously knows comedy and he knows how to get the oh, most yeah. stupidity out of this him. This is total gold. I mean, this yeah, is, yeah. we're not saying this like he like you like he's unwatchable. I mean, you can't stop watching him. Like yeah. when he's freaking out and doing all this wacky stuff, you just you laugh, but you can't stop watching. Like you're enthralled with his performance. He is yeah. just crazy. Yeah, you know, and he's obviously like he's he's a sociopath because <laughs> at one point he's choke he's choking um the, the, Myra my, no the and uh, Frankenstein's Frankenstein's girlfriend Frankenstein's yeah. navigator he's choking her he's like you're gonna be in pain for the rest of your life all th- what does he say all twenty seconds of yeah, it right. and he's killing her and then Frankenstein, Frankenstein whips his butt yeah. and uh but. He's just a straight up sociopath. Like oh, he yeah. kills, you know that he he enjoys killing people, you know. Well, I mean Frankenstein is too. I guess somewhat. Anyway. Yeah, but he's starting to change his ways. Yes. So now things are getting a little bit more serious with the race, and um, this is like the last leg of it, and Frankenstein basically says, you know, I know he he know he knows she's part of the resistance, yes, yeah. and he's like, I have my own plans, you know, and she it, he's gonna he's like, I'm gonna abolish the race. And she's like, well, how do you th- propose to do that? And and that's when he reveals the hand grenade. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> Which is his hand made of metal with like a an old '50s style grenade on it. Like, it's just, yeah. That was one of those ones where you're like, huh? And you had to rewind it because you can't believe what you just saw. But it's it's okay. It's yeah. it's funny because the resistance is still trying to kill people. They they take out do they take out Matilda the Hun? Yeah, she? she's driving and like I think two uh, the resistance guys like follow her in motorcycles and try to they're trying to get her to the uh, oh they're bumping her they're bumping yeah. her to this area she basically I think gets rid of them and she ends up like in a um, in a junkyard uh, junkyard and she stops and she's looking around well she doesn't know there's a uh, landmine right that's right, right. There. that's how I, I, so I she she stops right before the landmine so she goes okay. And, and it's, it's like a big chrome yeah, one yeah, too. Yeah, huge. And yeah, and so she's backing out, and she does like a three-point thing, and you think she's gonna get away. She misses it by first. She does a she does the first ba- uh, reverse, and then it's like misses it by that much, and then you think she's gonna get away, but no. Yeah. No, that's it for so her. yeah, she got it. So she's unfortunately Matilda is now dead. So, so it's just down to angry and. Uh yeah. Angrier. <laughs> no, well no, angry and I'm going to I am I'm, I'm with you on taking over. He's actually you know Frankenstein I'm not yeah, Frankenstein is actually more of a resistance person than the resistance is. 
Yeah, and he and and I don't know, did we say that he's not the? She thinks he's the original Frankenstein. He's not. Right. He explains to her that like there's been bunches of Frankenstein. Yeah, and, and he's just the latest, the latest iteration. One, yeah. And when he's used up, there'll that's be it. another one. There'll be another one. Yeah, you know, they they don't care. And that's I think what, one of the things where the the flaw in their mentality, the resistance mentality, is he's not important to them. Right. Like if they did take the Frankenstein, they wouldn't even care. The race would go on as normal. Right. You know. Um, so he his Frankenstein's plan is when I get to win the race, he's driven to win the race because he wants to shake hands shake hands with the president of the world right. and kill him with his hand grenade. Right. So at this point now it's dead. It's just the two of them, and Machine Gun Joe has gone into berserker rage. Right. At this point, he just wants to kill Frankenstein. Right. He doesn't even. I don't even think he's thinking about the race anymore. He just wants to kill him. Right. So, to save them, the navigator takes off Frankenstein's hand. That's right. They're chasing each other and yeah. they're hitting each other. and they're hitting each other. And, and, and she throws the ha- Frank's... Hand I want to do air quotes, hand grenade, but it's a literal hand grenade yeah. into Viterbo's car and kaboom. Yeah, that's it for Joe. Now that's it for Joe. And, what that, and now it's just Frankenstein and he wins. But he's he wants to take... He wants to... He kill wants to the, kill the president. Kill the president. And that apparently, I, I, it wasn't in the original storyline. Corman said that was added in. Somebody said, "What? how are you going to end this? And Corman goes, I don't know. He goes, well, I think one of his uh, secretaries goes, why don't you kill the president? And goes, oh, that's a great idea. Let's just kill the president. <laughs> sure, why not? Yeah. So uh, what does he do? Give us the last, tell us the, the, the last, uh, the, this grand scheme when he drives Okay, out. right. So um, Anne gets dressed up. Yeah, they sweat. They sweat. They, they swap places. Yeah, she gets dressed up and um, to to shake the hand of the president, right? Uh-huh. And then as they go up, oh, what was it? I, go for it. I, I forgot. Did somebody somebody shoots her? Oh yeah. Oh, like a was it a Secret Service person? Because they. They, they, see, they a, see a knife. They, they see a knife. Yeah, that's right. Because she comes up with a knife. Yeah, she's gonna stab him. She's gonna and they said, "Oh, she—he has a knife." Yeah, and, and they shoot—they shoot her. Right. So then, like, as so, so she's like knocked out, and then like uh, uh, Frankenstein, dry, he takes the car. He takes the car. That's right. God, Come on, now you just watched it yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. He takes like the car and he, he, yeah, he, rams he runs down, the, or he runes into the the podium. That's right. And yeah. the whole thing collapses. The and whole that, thing collapses. That so he kills, uh, he kills the president with the car. Yep. You know, yep. In the yep. iconic, I think I don't know if they show him falling on those the spikes because the cars are very interesting. But Frankenstein's was very interesting in that it was a it was a it was like a Stingray Corvette. Yep. Uh, like a, I want to say a early seventies with those very nice uh, fenders that you know, and he they put a big like dinosaur looking like shark or shark fin straight right. down the middle of yeah. it and, and the then teeth. it had like teeth on the front of it it's it's a very iconic car and I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if it was still out there I don't know what they did with these cars but looks like they trashed a couple of yeah, them yeah these cars <laughs> but they were kits so. yeah they, most of them were the kit cars for the Volkswagens All, yeah. in fact all of them except for Frankenstein's were and from what I understand it was a struggle keeping these things going. Like just for daily driving, they had to like constantly work on them. Things were falling off them. Like some parts you can see, especially on Viterbo's car, 
the back lid over the engine would just hop around. It was it was on, but it wasn't latched down firmly enough. Like a lot of shots, you can see these things are rattling apart. You know? Right, right. Um, but his was a very well-made Corvette. His was the showpiece. They probably started with that, ran out of money, and said, well, do the rest in the Volkswagens or whatever. You know what I mean? Like yeah, the, yeah. So I think the president lands on, on the... Yeah, the, the president's the, dead. He's dead. He's dead. So then we cut to the next scene, and yeah, next. I, th- scene. I thought Anne was dead too, but I guess she was just—it was just a flesh wound. Yeah, <laughs> it's only a flesh wound. So, uh, so they're um, they're like married, right? And he becomes the president. Like after killing the president, everybody loves him or whatever. So like uh, Frankenstein becomes the president, and they're like and they're like walking out at to the um, to their car. Yeah, yeah, th- yeah they're going out married. to the car because. And yeah, and basically, like he's so powerful and popular that he just they just voted him in the press. Yeah, just voted him in, yeah. And as um, what the hell does Thomas Eden Payne? I I kind of thought she was a bit corny. Like yeah, yeah, the yeah. Thomas Eden Payne, um, great great granddaughter of of Thomas Payne. Thomas Payne, you know, that's like one of her shticks. She's like. We will not tolerate any anyone who likes violence. And if yeah, you know, if you don't like, you can just move. Get out or something. She says something really weird and yeah, offhand. Yeah, and, and, and as he's as they're coming out, uh, what's the name? Junior Bruce goes. So, what are you gonna do now? And he goes, Well, I'm gonna abolish the race and I'm gonna yeah. end all this tyranny and totalitarianism. That's right, the, the speech. And then yeah, and Junior's like, You can't do this. Yeah. You can't. This is like the great American race. That's what we want. This. That's what we love. Yeah. Violence, violence, violence. Yeah, like right. he, he goes into this like really obnoxious. Like, he's having a Tourette's fit. Yeah, he does, and he's yelling, "That's what we want! That's what we love! Violence!" And then, uh, as the president, you know, he's standing in front of his car. Frankenstein. And Frank's like, "Get, get out of the way! I'm going." Yeah. And he's like, "No, you can't go! You can't!" And he runs him over. He says, "Oh, well, last kill!" And she goes, "Why'd you do that?" And he's like, "I'm just giving them what they want." <laughs> and that's it. And yeah. that's the movie. And you you watch it, and you watch it again, and you watch it again, and you like, you just can't, you know. This movie you could watch it once a year for the rest of your life, and you'd it would always make you laugh and make you think, and you know it, it is looking at human nature. It is like a very reflective mirror in your face kind this of movie. Is, this is you your know? typical core movie in the sense that you've got the exploitation, uh-huh. but he also tries to stick in some kind of a message or some kind of a theme, and it, it works. It works because you got all because it's it's like it. I wouldn't say it's subtle, but it's buried in there, so it's kind of like. It's kind of like the 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 pill they stick in the candy, yeah. you know. You can you can go just to have fun, or you can go to look for something deeper, and it's all there. Yeah. You know? Or you can go there just to have fun, and all of a sudden you come out and you say, "Wow, they're, they're trying to say something about yeah. something there." Like what was the one, the the last woman on earth, or the? Yeah, the, yeah. Now yeah. that one again, he tried to have a message. That one didn't work as good. No, though. no. I mean, no. it was it was an okay movie, but it was too. In your face and two pointing face. about the god and all that stuff, you know. This had so much comedy and so much over the top absurdity that yeah. the message is kind of like there, but it's not like you said. It's not smacking you in the face with it because you don't need like that. a Billy Jack movie or <laughs> yeah. something like that. <laughs> yeah, you don't need. You know, it's very effective. Yeah, the satire is dead on. The comedy is it makes you laugh and makes you smile. Like I'm watching right before we came in here, I was like, well, we have to wait till we get to this. I had to see Joe Viterbo freak out and run over that fisherman. He's like, lousy, stinking dirt ball. You got two seconds That's to live. Right, and he, yeah. he runs him down. And 
just the fact that this this fisherman is actually still carrying his fish and he's in the waiters, you know. I I don't really like that kind of a gory movie, but this is hilarious. Like yeah. you're watching somebody run over somebody and kill them, but the way he does it is just like you're just like laughing because it's not. It's like Monty Python gore. The night it is. they cut off all his arms. Yeah, and it's legs. not. It's not something where you turn your head and you go, "Oh my god!" Like I mean, some people might, but it's not really. I don't see how you could. Yeah, <laughs> you know, but I mean, I know what you're saying. I mean, like, there was one scene where he comes over and he sm- and he runs over the head. You see like a little quick little splat there. Yeah, like, yeah, they, they okay. used the they used the hamburger filled watermelon once yeah, or twice yeah, here, right? Yeah, because uh, yeah. the the guy that when he ran over the one in the the, the chicken gang, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that was like where they yeah. put they put the dummy underneath the 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 manhole cover, so right. that was a very visceral splat, you know. Yeah. It and was the, obviously it, a dummy, yeah. but so what? It was still... And, and the blood's like so freaking red that it looks fake. <laughs> yeah, this is like, another one of those that... It's like paint, I it's, think It's the, the red, yeah, just that like bright red, yeah, you know. Yeah, so... So, okay, well, I guess this is officially the first one we're going to rate. So, Dr. Morbius from Parts Unknown, where, what do you rate this movie? How, you know, just, just for the fact that it still holds up in a lot of ways, I'll give it like an 8.5. All right, cool. And I'm going to have to do a 9.5. I don't know why I don't give it a 10. I mean, I guess I, I'll give it a 10. I, I was kind of thinking, like, I should give it a 9.5, but what would I say? What would I knock off a half a point for? Th- those crappy opening credits. Have you seen how much I've laughed at every I single... Know, I, I, I can quote every line. Every single frame is hilarious. Like, I love every single... So I, this is a 10 for me. This is... um. So there you have it. You have an 8.5 and a 10. Yeah. So that's a definite must-see, you know. Yeah, that's like a nine. Um, all right. On the exploitation, <laughs> yeah, you know, you know uh, grade scale. I, I would rather see this than most every blockbuster that that's come out in the last ten years. Not all, but yeah, I'd say all of them. Most, you know, I have high hopes for Prometheus, and I'm hoping oh, is that the uh, alien. Yeah, thing? I'm hoping I'm not uh, disappointed, but. Back mm. in back in the day, they didn't have all the CGI stuff. See, so. it's a Ridley Scott film, so that means it's going to be ambiguous and strange, and then have twenty different releases with all different endings. Yeah, you know? and a lot of that bonus uh, <laughs> no, material. No, no, no this is how we really wanted to end it. We just didn't know how to make you know some space snorks back then. They'd be like, yeah, oh my exactly. God. So anyway, yes. So there you have it. Eight point five uh, from Doctor Morbius and ten from Mal. Now I was thinking we I've, I've kind of wanted to get into an action movie, but we found something even better than an action movie. Like we found not one D, not two D. We have four Ds. That's right. <laughs> you have a double dose of of Ds of over cup over cup flowing goodness. Yeah, your, your, I guess your, your cup say. will flow or overflow with what the, we This is coming. we have two movies we're going to do for next week. We're gonna be doing. We're gonna do Queen of Twenty, of ah, oh, damn it, Queen, Queen of Twenty Twenty. Twenty Twenty, yes. And uh, we're gonna be doing the uh, Wonder Woman, or or also known as the Deadly and the Beautiful, with Roberta Collins, who is Matilda the Hun. So uh, we're gonna be doing a double yes. feature on her. Let's see. I'm I'm, I'm reading it. I have to get this. The, is, this is okay. From the Battle. Tony. I'm sorry. Battle Queen. Battle Queen. Twenty Twenty. With Julie Strain, right? And it, the cover looks like something off of a side of a van. Looks like heavy metal. Like heavy it metal. Looks, it looks just like heavy metal. And let's see, this is scored uh, 2.6. <laughs> so this might, this might be the zero. <laughs> we have Battle Queen 2020. 
uh, starring Julie, Julie Strain. Strain and Jeff Wincott. Yeah. And then we probably from Roger Corman. And then the second one is Wonder Women from '73. Yes. Philippines with Roberta Collins, Ross Hagen. You remember from yes. MST? Oh my God. Nancy Kwan and uh, Kung Fu. Bad Kung Fu and Mad Doctors and oh no, is this this kind of a movie? Wow, yeah. I, I, this I'm, is better than Blood Freak. I, I might need a I need, I might have to watch Battle Queen twenty twenty before I watch this one. No, you'll like Wonder Woman. I I, so I, I guarantee not, it. Not there won't be any Linda Carter signings sightings in this one. No, no Linda Carter, but there's wow. some uh, boy when I a little w- boobage in there. When I was a kid. I was I loved Linda Carter. Oh God! Oh my God! There was the one episode of Wonder Woman, of Wonder Woman, I should say, not Wonder Woman, where she was hanging upside down from like, and I was I was thinking something was going to pop out, but those those puppies were sealed, uh, they, they, pressure sealed in there. <laughs> Her and uh, Lonnie Anderson. When I was when I was a kid, they those two women did it for me. Raquel like, Welch. Ah, uh, I was I was she was. Just I was a little bit too old, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, not really, but I mean, when I was a teenager, she was not in the scene, right? You know, what I mean, like she not was TV. she was before my time, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, but yeah, those two, like Linda Carter and uh, Lonnie Anderson. Wow. Yeah. Straight yeah. up in love, you know, <laughs> puppy love. And now we're going to be in, love, in love with those puppies. Now we're going to be in love with Battle Queen Twenty Twenty. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it for this week. I hope you go out and immediately buy whatever uh, Death Race Two Thousand. Death Race Two Thousand. Get it on Blu-ray and Laserdisc. Or watch and, it on uh, Netflix. Now buy it. That way we can support. You know. Okay, buy it. But if you if you if you want to watch it before you buy it, <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you want to watch it while you're driving to get it, okay, lo- load it on your yeah. iPhone and watch it on your iPhone off Netflix streaming while you're driving to Best Buy to buy it on yeah. Blu-ray. If they have it there, they won't have it there. Of course not. Best How comes Buy. Best? What happened to Best Buy, man? <laughs> what they, happened to you, brother? You used to be cool to hang out with. What uh, happened? Best Buy used to be the bomb. You go on Friday after you get paid, you cash your check, you go there, you grab some oh, B movies. They had crazy movies. They had everything. They had something weird movies there. They had all these like obscure movies that you go, wow. And then like all of a sudden, it became to, appliances. I used to buy all my um my kung, kung fu. fu movies there. Crazy kung fu movies. Yeah. Fight at the Cotton Mill and like these weird ones, and you're like, wow, you know. And they'd have like these really great releases. It started getting bad when I would kept seeing the horror and sci-fi section shrinking, and the <sighs> anime section was getting bigger. Nothing against anime, but I was starting to notice something weird. And then I'm starting to notice that all of a sudden in the horror and sci-fi section, you had 80 copies of Lord of the Rings, but nothing, no, no copies of Frankenstein's Castle of Freaks. Well, where do we go now? Amazon. Um, Amazon. That sucks. Uh, there's movies for sale. They're a little overpriced, but they'll have some used stuff, and they'll carry, uh, you know, some oddball things every once in a while. But yeah, it's it's gotta yeah. be Amazon. See, like part of the reason, like part of what made the sale was when I was walking around Best Buy. Yeah. I'd like read the backs. I'd look at them. I'd hold them, you know, and I'd 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 have like ten of them in my hand, as my potentials. You know, and then I'd be like, well, okay, I have, I start making the money, like, I have X amount of dollars to spend, you know, do I, where, where do I want to put it? Do I want to, do I want to buy this one or do I want to buy this one? I can't do that on Amazon, you know. No. Uh, you, you're just you looking at a know. picture and go, well, I hope this is Battle yeah. Queens 2020. Yeah, <laughs> I hope this is good because I'm plunking down 10 bucks for yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. And it's, I hope I don't use this as a Frisbee or as a ninja yeah, that's weapon a shame, or whatever. You know. But yeah, they they basically decided that it's more more feasible to sell TVs 
Well, mm. you bought one. Yeah, and, I did just uh, buy it. I just did a massive upgrade. Which yeah, I'm which not, is fine, which is great. I, I held out a very long time when everyone else was buying flat screens, and I held out and held out and held out, and then, well, I got back from Korea. I worked a lot of overtime, and I said, you know what? The hell with this. I'm not going to yeah. sit through another football season with my little flat uh, screen. Yeah. I'm getting... A, I got a big-ass 55-inch Samsung smart TV. So. Yeah, so there's still videos towards yeah. that. There's some videos towards, but it's mostly gone. It's mostly Amazon or um, Netflix. <sighs> Netflix rentals. I mean, you can find a lot of stuff. I'll always remember such a fond... Like what we talked about before. I'll always remember fondly like... Hunting. Video stores and finding that stuff, you know. Yeah, it's it's still out there. You just got to look around a little more. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, Best Buy is a a bummer. But, you know, in in some ways, they... I think they did it to themselves. Well, yeah, they did it to themselves. They they had it going. Well, you you know, also, I just remember... One time, trying to return stuff there was also like the people weren't exactly. Some people ain't weren't exactly pleasant. Oh, what do you mean? Uh, oh, I'll tell you the story. Oh, you mean like at video stores or at? No, at Best Buy. Oh, at Best Buy. Yeah, one time. I, well, here's the story. Yeah, <laughs> not to bag on them, but I am bagging. Go them, ahead. So F you. Yeah, they're doing it to themselves. Um, I bought some movie there. It was a spaghetti western, and uh, I took it home. This was in the early days of uh, DVD, and the thing wouldn't play. I think it was uh, uh, a Spaghetti Western with uh, Franco Nero, but it wasn't uh, Django. It was something else. It wouldn't play. So I take it back, and I tell the lady, yeah, it won't play on my machine. Can I get another one? She goes, yeah. So I go to get another one, and, and I go, well, look, um, I don't have, you don't have another copy. She goes, she goes, well, what do you want to do? I go, well, can I get another one? She goes, yeah, go ahead. So I get another one, same price, bring it up, and as I'm bringing it up, I go, this is the same price. She gets it. She opens the plastic, and she puts like a cut in it, so basically it's marked. So I don't try to return it again. And if I do, they know that it was something that was like you know marked. So basically, huh. she's basically telling me, "F you! I'm gonna rip. I'm gonna destroy this, so you can't return it anymore. So you can't sell it, or you know, like she's thinking that maybe I watched it, oh. didn't you know, burned it or didn't like it, and I want to get another one and do the same thing over again. So she made sure she marked it. I think and, they do that because of the gypsies. Yeah, well, probably. You know what I mean? Like, I, I've heard a lot about that where I, I didn't even know that world existed, and then I started learning about it, and I was like, wow. I, I, didn't, even, I didn't even know that, but we'll talk about that. Yeah. Later. But anyway, that was what that was the beginning of the end for me and Best Buy right there. Yeah. Not that I didn't buy more stuff there, but I thought that their you know return policy was BS. Yeah, see, for the longest time when they had competition, they were competing with um, CompUSA. Not CompUSA. Uh, um, office. Cir- you, Circuit, Circuit City. City. Circuit City. Circuit City. They were across the street. And they were pushing each other. So And yeah. Best Buy was the cooler one. They had right. more stuff. They had cheaper stuff. They had crazy B-movies. Right. And, and Circuit City was like a dollar or two more expensive. Right, right. And then Circuit City went away, and now they and then they just... Shh, nothing, and, man. And Best Buy now is like, you know, limp. Yeah, they're like, basically. sorry. They still have that stupid truck there that makes you like look through movies. Oh, like, I you hate know, those Yeah, I know most. you love that. Well, Walmart has it, too. Yeah, but. Walmart makes you dig around like a rat. Yeah, with like you gotta dig through like eighty copies of like Medea's Picnic or whatever to see if you find <laughs> something. Looking for one Mars attacks and it ain't there. Yeah, it ain't it's there, not there, you know. But anyway, damn it. All right, anyway, well that's enough. Pitching. So okay, go go watch uh, Death Race Death 2000. 2000 and make sure you look for all the glory that is going to be boobage, major boobage next yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the only reason it's made. All right, thanks for listening. Make sure you email us with all your stuff. And I leave you with this wonderful Death Race 2000 quote. She was a great, dear friend 
of mine. And I shall remember her forever, howling down that freeway in the sky, knocking over the angels. Frankenstein, who lost a leg in 98, an arm in 99, with half a face and half a chest, and all the guts in the world, he's back. God only knows what he looks like under that mask, but he is back. Once again, Mr. President. I have made the United Provinces of America the greatest power in the known universe.